thanks to Buy Association for supporting the Property Insiders podcast. Buy Association is an award-winning investment company specialising in the UK property market. For more information, visit buyassociation.co.uk. Hi, I'm your host Charlie Fisher and welcome to the Property Insiders podcast. In this episode, we will explore how to sell your property in the UK with insider tips on how to launch your property to market, the viewings process, right through to accepting the right offer. I'm joined today by three property experts from UK Sotheby's International Realty, Shireen Malik, Lee Kaufman and Will Tremlett. How are you all today? Really good, thank you. Yep, here we go. So let's talk about selling. There are a lot of factors in selling a property in the UK. How does a homeowner go about choosing an agent to help them with the selling process? Well, I think certainly in this market, it's vital to get an agent that has a lot of local experience. He knows what's selling. He knows what properties are transacting and where they transacted, how much they transacted for and the prices per square foot. It's also important for them to understand the marketing strategy behind the sale. And when advising a client, They've got to make sure that they do put in a strategy in place in order to maximise the opportunity of selling and not having a property sit on the market for six plus months. Yes, I think there's a good deal of uh, trust that the whole process will bring. So you, I think you have to really look at the agent and see what trust, what empathy they can give you. Not all about local knowledge, but it's about working for the seller. And it's relationship building as well, I think. You've really got to gel well with an agent because they are really going to be your support system and your advisor. Um, That's a word that we like to use a lot throughout the sort of process. How does an agent value the property? Well, I think firstly, the agent should have some local knowledge without the need of doing any of his own research. So if there's a particular house in a particular street, if it's an agent of any worth, he should know what transacted in that street over what passage of time. You then look at the perimeter of roads around that and you look at what transacted that will give you along with the condition of the property the outside space that will give you a fair overview as what the uh, as to what the property should be worth i'm going to relate it back to sotheby's and there's a statement that i quite like and we always say local expertise global network and i think that's really important the local expertise part when it comes to the valuation process because they really sort of need to know the area that they're working in and like lee said it's all about what's happening on that road what's happening in that postcode and it doesn't just go as far as just properties you know what boutique what coffee shop something iconic that's happened that's really going to either add value to the property or make it a standout address and 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 they really do take that all into account yes i think there are many many factors not just looking at the street but uh, looking at the property itself i saw a house the other day with probably about nine meter ceiling heights it was quite extraordinary Uh, you've got to take a volume space into account there are properties that are wider than others position on the street or the square can be a whole lot better than let's say a side street so you've really got to know the micro part of the street uh, as much as the wider area does the decor of the property matter yes i think it certainly makes it more saleable. Does it put a premium on the property? Probably not. Again, certainly not in this market. But what one wants to do is make their properties as saleable as property uh, as possible. And first impressions in this industry does count. How does a homeowner bring their property to market? First part of the process is very much getting a floor plan and photographs 
organized. Add to a brochure. That's a brochure that can go onto the websites and physically printed. Um, it's always good to have an aid memoir for, for people going through the door. Then we lead on to the websites. The best photographs and less text is probably the best way forward um, to really present it properly on the websites, the pictures that will grab people's attentions. I'm going to move on to the aesthetics from that. It's about decluttering, isn't it, Will? Very much so. Decluttering. Yes. <laughs> it's really nice to go into a home and when you're sort of about to launch it, it's got to be looking not let's say not so full it's got to to look nice and you know maybe put some nice photos out i think everything is about space everything is about a family coming into a property taking a really good looking around and then visualizing themselves living there as a family things that would help is lots of natural light so wherever you're able to create that natural light within the house it's certainly important to do so but as Shireen said a feeling of space you know you, you don't want to see a cluttered house because you're thinking well I'm, I'm moving upwards in this instance to try and have more space and they've outgrown it very quickly so you you want to try and if you have to hide the mess hide the toys make it look as, as spacious as possible and something that someone can grow in and I, th- I think in the first instance that you know on any viewing is vital do you stage properties that you sell as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You'll find that it's quite a trend now with not just new build properties, but actually a few secondary homes as well. Those that have done it up with their love and, and, and sort of hold sentimental value, they will always go in and dress it so that it looks very, very presentable and saleable. And when a sale comes about or an offer comes about, you can always negotiate having that very furniture as part of the house if you love it that much. But but I believe that furniture and little touches really make a difference when you are presenting your home for photos and, and putting it online. I mean, I, I sold a property and before we even had photos done, I was sure that there were sort of flowers and if it was empty, there was pillows on the sofa just to make it look homely. I think the vendor has to decide how committed they are to selling their property. The more committed you are and the more serious you take it, you're going to sell your property sooner rather than later because you will take your agent's advice. Sometimes it may take a a bit of capital in terms of dressing your property to make it, as I said before, as saleable as possible. But if you're not bothered about doing that, if you're not bothered about taking your agent's advice, there's every chance you're going to become part of the mix of properties that are available. And in six months time, you're going to wonder why you haven't sold it. So I think going back to what we were talking earlier, it's really important to have that relationship with the agent that knows what he's doing and and can lead you through this journey and ultimately get you the best possible price and allow you to move on in life. Because, you know, you're selling a property for a reason. You're moving on. For good, for bad, you're still moving on. And do you want to stay there for six months or eight months and be worried about the market? Or do you want to take advice from the agent and move on? And I think a lot of people forget that. That was beautiful, Lee. Thank you. Very beautiful. (laughs) So what about the viewing process? How does the agent bring in potential buyers to view? I would say that before you even put it to market, the agent will already identify in his mind who he might have for the property because these are on his database. So he's going to reach out. And the strongest buyers tend to come through for the first two or three weeks because they're the ones you've been working with. They're the ones where you really understand what they're looking for. And when you've identified the right property, they're ready to go. So you would approach them first and you would invite them to come and have a look at the the property and see what they think. But you parallel that with placing the property online, taking on new inquiries, qualifying those inquiries, and then getting them through the door as well. And one has always got to remember that you're not just opening doors. It's a journey. So the way that you present a house is equally as important is making sure that the buyer is equipped to actually buy. 
And that's quite an important point that's, that Lee's made about qualifying who goes through the doors. As an agent, it is their responsibility to make sure there's loads of nosy neighbours, as you call them, that want to see what's going on inside that property. Yes, sightseers, exactly. So it's quite important to maybe just direct your agent on sort of just who the type of calibre of person is that lives on that road, if you already know, just, just to sort of direct them. And never be afraid if a buyer is coming in twice or three times. That's them shortlisting and viewing again or viewing with a partner. Um, I believe it's always sort of the serious ones that, that view the second time round. And, and we like to call the second time round a closing because that's when you're sort of gauging the interest. And is there a vetting process? As much as we can. The The market is so sophisticated in which direction or from where the buyers come from, whether that's the internet or, or known people, uh, or they may even have a buying agent uh, looking after them. But there are certain questions that you have to, certainly on the second viewing, really start asking just their proceedability. Do they need to sell another property? In the fast-paced market that we can be in, it is important for the seller to be very ready, but equally the buyer has to uh, really prove themselves as much as possible. And I do feel that a lot of honesty is required um, because if you say you don't need to sell something and then something, then you do have something to sell, it, it doesn't reflect very well on that buyer. So a property has found a buyer. How does the homeowner go about the negotiation stages? Well, I think that he will react to an offer. So in the first instance, the negotiator, the broker, who's working with this buyer, will ascertain the interest. If there is an offer, we'll get the offer from the prospective purchaser. If it's a reasonable offer, there's a conversation to be had. If it's an unrealistic offer, whilst required by law to put forward all offers, we'll probably discourage a derisory offer only on the basis that it's not going to help their negotiation. So we, before we put forward any formal offers to our client, we'll manage the first offer in the first instance um, and make sure it is a procedable offer in terms of its negotiation process. I think once you've put forward the offer, again, depending on where the offer is, offer for the asking price, the vendor's got something to think about. And he might ask your advice or he might just want to reflect and discuss it over with his wife overnight. But um, it, it certainly starts on the buyer's side by by making that initial offer. And as a seller, it, it is a nerve wracking process, no doubt, when you are receiving that offer and when it does go to negotiation stages. But I, I think it's important to take into account that the agent that you've got that relationship with, it really is up to them to sort of guide you. You know the value of your home. They know what the buyer is doing and what the seller is doing. And, and they are representing you as a seller. You are their client. So they will do best by you and make sure that you are getting the best price for your property. Never be offended by a first offer. Put yourself in the buying shoes. You're probably not going to give your best offer first time up unless you're absolutely desperate for that particular property. So do take the first offer most of the time with a slight pinch of salt. They should, if they're a good buyer, come up, but just don't be offended in the first place. So if you reject an offer first time, will they definitely come back and give another offer? They should do. If they're serious, they, they will probably have, depending on the market at the time, they've probably got about three offers in them. I always think the third offer is is pretty much where they're gonna gonna be. It doesn't always happen like that, but it, it it's a very good guide. And what's the final process in selling a home? I think that the 
final process is a it's a psychological process it's moving on so when you have agreed it and it's in solicitor's hands and you're going through the process of the conveyancing and the surveys and the valuations i think it's very easy to get caught up in the negative side of it and certainly there's some delays there might be a few issues relating to the survey and then all of a sudden pride kicks in so i think to finalize what we were saying i think that to show that commitment from start to finish is there's always a solution to every problem. You may have to take a view on a few issues. You may have to drop the price a little bit, depending on whether or not the buyer feels that they shouldn't be doing all the work to the property uh, once they've had a look at the survey. Um, it's really fulfilling for the seller when once they've sold. I'm sure for most sales, it's quite, like I said, a nerve wracking and quite a complicated experience for some. Sometimes it's always straightforward. But you know then that that chapter's closed and, and you've done it sort of, whether you've done it efficiently and you've had a fantastic agent. But what's quite important is that you've built a relationship with that agent throughout and they may, may now, sorry, be able to represent you for your future purchase. So it, it's quite nice that it sort of, it continues. I think it's a springboard of networking, isn't it really? So if you've done a good job for a particular client, that client will talk about you, will recommend you, and you will get phone calls from friends and family of that client saying, We'd like to work with you too. Can you pop along and have a look at our property? Or we'd like to buy a property and we'd like to work with you. And I think that future business is absolutely paramount because it's it's not about the company. While Sotheby's is the most amazing name with the most amazing network, as Shireen said much earlier on, it's the local expertise, the local relationships that will allow us to continually get good instructions and do some very good business on behalf of our clients. Yeah, and it doesn't just stop at completion. I mean, I contact my clients quite often. Once they've sort of sold and they've handed over the keys, I contact my sellers quite frequently just saying, hey, how are you doing? You know, what have you bought or what's going on? How are the kids? Just keeping in contact because like Lee said, it's it really is a network that just expands and, and referrals and friends. And if you've done an amazing job, you definitely hear from from, from their friends and family. And any final tips to our listeners today if they're planning on selling their property? I think the first tip is if you don't have an existing relationship with any local estate agent, then in the first instance, call in three. Get an understanding as to where they see the value of their property lies, how they would market the property. And also talk to some friends and neighbours in the area because they relationships themselves with local estate agents. And I think that is, is quite important. Working with the right agent is really, really important. Try to keep everything quite realistic. Don't panic sell. Listen to the agents. Listen to yourself. And it will be quite a long, drawn-out process. Or it certainly feel like that, even for a quick sale. But it it will be some hard work, a bit of soul-searching. But keep in there, because you can always go on holiday after completion. (laughs) Don't be afraid to ask questions. You can ask 101 questions throughout the process. If it's the first time you're selling, second time you're selling, it's never the same. Um, So you are always able to ask the same question twice. Um, It's about understanding the process as well. I also think lastly, I think it's about, again, within the the parameters of working with your estate agent, it's important to know that the estate agent is professional. He'll take your call at seven o'clock at night. So if you've got concerns, this is very emotional. We're talking about a family sale or purchase. It's, you know, it, it's really stressful. And any good agent will be there to answer questions or email, you know, seven, eight, nine, nine o'clock at night if you've got concerns. So, again, it, it's really important to work very closely, to keep on top of everything. Listen to your agent. Listen to your solicitor. Take the advice um, as and when you need to. And as, uh, as Will said, it can be a much easier process 
um, if you are fully updated all the times by this agent. Well, thank you, Lee, Shireen and Will, for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. If you need any more information, be sure to check out sotherbeesrealty.co.uk and you can also find us on Instagram at Charlie Fisher and at UK Sotherbees Realty.